I'm visiting here today with Jan Geldmacher, and uh, Jan is the, currently the president of Sprint. Sprint Business. Sprint Business and Telecommunications, and, and uh, welcome. Thank you, thanks so, for having me. Jan, for the listeners, can you give your background of what you did prior to joining Sprint? Yeah, okay. Um, well, I joined Sprint about three years ago, and I joined from Vodafone, Vodafone out of the UK, where I worked as the CEO for Vodafone Global Enterprise for a couple of years. Vodafone Global Enterprise is the unit in Vodafone that takes care of their large multinational customers global on a global basis. I did that. Before that, I worked for, for Vodafone in Germany, running their B2B unit in Vodafone Germany. I was the CEO of British Telecom in Germany. I worked as the CTO and the uh, telecommunications head of T-Systems and Deutsche Telekom for Deutsche Telekom Group. And very early, I started my career in NCR, which ultimately became AT&T, Global Information Solutions. And in that phase, I actually worked in the US already. So in San Diego, in beautiful San Diego, a couple of miles down the road here from here, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and there's a lot of discussion with 5G. Mm -hmm. Uh, can you give us an update of what's happening in the industry and, uh, and, and some of the, the things about what 5G will do with opening up new frontiers? Yeah, absolutely. 5G is the next technology, the next generation of wireless technology. However, I think it's, it's, it's probably really something completely new compared to the, to the 4Gs that we had before. When you ask customers mostly what do you expect from 5G to happen, then they say it's higher speed and higher capacity. But what the real differentiation from 4G over 5G is, is in, in my mind, is low latency and lower battery consumption. And that will enable a lot of new applications that we haven't even thought about today, but that we can start imagining if we understand what low latency brings to the table. So I think 5G, unlike 4G, 3G, is more a B2B and B2B2C enabler rather than a B2C enabler, which was uh, 4G, 3G, 2G, right? The consumers were picking up this, the, the, the new G ultimately, and then the business took over. In this case, 5G will really enable new business models coming through. What are some of the applications of technologies that you see developing there? Yeah, if, you, if you think about it, the um, low latency, what does it actually mean? Uh, low latency means that we can connect something as a thing M2M, machine-to-machine communication, or machine-to-data center communication. We can connect something to a data center and transmit the data in a latency that is similar to the latency we have in the human body. Just take, um, for example, the, uh, the eyesight. If you, if you see something, it takes 10 milliseconds to deliver the signal from your eye to the brain and create an action from it. If you think about 4G, you have latencies of you know, 60, 70, 80 milliseconds. If you think 5G, you can beat that 10 millisecond that your eyesight is latency. Now that enables us to put um, intelligence into robots and let robots interact with humans as they were human in the same latency, in the same environment. And if you think about autonomous applications, if you think about artificial intelligence or machine learning driven applications, that is all enabled and brought to the user through low latency network connection. So you can compare maybe 5G with the nervous system in the body, with the spinal cord 
So you translate the spinal cord from the human body into a network that connects the robot with the brain that is provided from the cloud. The same latency that the human body works in. Is that we truly are sense? going into new frontiers. Yes, absolutely. And uh, now I know how Disney is doing the new Star Wars land. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, so you know, of course, there's applications in the area of gaming, of entertainment. But I think the more exciting applications are in the area of healthcare, uh, remote surgery, potentially remote, remote pa uh, patient super supervision, autonomous traffic, autonomous applications in terms of in-building applications, but also traffic applications, public transportation. Uh, so e everything that requires real-time reaction will be enabled through 5G. Do you, see a, do you see a slower rollout to the consumer as a result of there's more B2B applications? No, I, I think it will, it will roll out to consumers in, this, in the same speed. However, the, the use case for a consumer is different from the use case of, of B2B. I think the, uh, we, will, we will see the first handsets are rolled out. We, at Sprint, we have launched 5G already based on the 2.5 gigahertz spectrum. We have launched it in four cities and five more are to follow within the next few weeks. And of course, the first applications that we see consumers are using is gaming applications. You know, gaming in a community of gamers in real time is what the gaming community has waited for. So that's exciting for the consumer uh, from a consumer perspective. But when it comes to B2B, it's enabling new business models. And that will take some time to build new business models, to find the venture capital to invest into it and, and you know, build it up. But we can see it on the horizon happening. If an individual wants to know if the uh, 5G is coming to them soon in their community, how would they go about? Well, they can go to our website and uh, look up the uh, coverage maps, uh, give you a couple of examples. We have launched in Phoenix. Uh, we will launch in Phoenix. We will launch in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, we launched in Houston and Dallas-Fort Worth. In Kansas City, we will launch in New York. We will launch in Chicago. Once these nine cities are rolled out that we have on our launch plan, we will cover about uh, 2,000 2, plus square miles uh, and a couple of million uh, potential users. So it's there, it's out there, and it's a true mobile 5G. It's not like the uh, millimeter wave 5G that some of our competitors are rolling out where you have to search for the signal. As we use the 2.5 gigahertz spectrum, that's a spect spectrum and a, and a, and a frequency that's, that travels and uh, that propagates so that you can make it through mobile. I just saw SpaceX launch a uh, satellite. Actually, I think they put 60 satellites out at a time. Is there a correlation between 5G and what they're putting up? or how, What is the rollout for infrastructure with the 5G network? Are they building more towers, or how, how does it work? So we're densifying our network very much. Um, so at Sprint, we use um, a technology we call Massive MIMO. It's a Massive MIMO antenna that is kind of in a, works in a dual mode. It works for 4G and it works for 5G at the same time. So as we densify our 4G network, we already prepare for the launch of 5G. And basically it's switching on the software for 5G to deploy 5G services. That's a pure terrestrial service. Uh, we need uh, backhaul to the antenna, si antenna systems through fiber optics or through microwaves. And in the future, there might be a use case where satellite-driven uh, backhauling uh, applications can support the fiber optic rollout in more rural areas where, we, where you don't have a, a business case that works out to put fiber optics into the antennas. So there's a correlation between what 
the satellite industry is doing. Um, SoftBank Group has invested in a company called OneWeb that has already launched the first satellites as well. So they go and provide uh, a ubiquitous service uh, that is, ca is capable of providing backhaul services throughout the world, ultimately. Jan, thank you for being with us today. I've been visiting with Jan Gelbacher, uh, president of Sprint Business. Thank you. Thank you.